coming up, we're going to discuss this wild story. Have you seen this? The story out of Florida where a passenger with absolutely no flying experience actually landed a plane after the pilot had become incapacitated, found the pilot incapacitated. So this passenger gets behind the controls and lands this plane again with no previous flying experience. Have a listen to this. Here is the now pilot talking to air traffic control. I've got a serious situation here about pilot. No idea how to fly the airplane, but I'm standing at 9100. Number 333 Lima Delta, Roger, what's your position? I have no idea. I see the coast of Florida in front of me, and I have no idea. What was the situation with the pilot? He is incoherent. He is out. Number 3 Lima Delta, Roger, uh, try to hold the wings level and see if you can start uh, descending for me. Uh, push forward on the uh, controls and uh, descend at a very slow rate. All right. As I mentioned earlier, this is just wild. I mean, this is uh, like something out of a Hollywood movie. You hear that uh, first transmission that uh, I've got a serious situation here. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I would think so. Yes. And then when they ask uh, the pilot for the location of the plane, I've got no idea. I've got no idea. I can see the coast of Florida. Again, this is like something out of a Hollywood movie. We're going to talk to an aviation expert about what it took to actually land this plane and what it was like in that control tower. That's coming up a little later this hour. But first, the OPP say they are investigating a criminal data breach of government-run Ontario pot shops. So let's welcome back in and welcome in once again our cannabis expert, Mitchell Osak, CEO of Quanta Consulting, who joins us now for more on this story. Mitchell, good afternoon. Good day, Jeff. All right. uh, What is going on here? What do we know about this uh, data breach when it comes to Ontario pot shops? Well, uh, it just happened yesterday. Apparently, a whole raft of retailer data, including sales, inventory levels, um, all kinds of important proprietary data from December 2021, was what the OCS calls misappropriated and distributed outside of the organization and this has been deemed a criminal offense by the opp all right so how sensitive was all of this uh, data that uh, was taken i mean what are the implications do we think here mitchell um so anytime private data is distributed it's serious in this particular case it was not i repeat it was not consumer data but it was retailer data so the ocs is the only um, wholesaler of cannabis in Ontario, and every retailer has to buy their product from them. So this is all the sales information for one month. Um, This is a very serious breach because this is all proprietary data of of upwards of 1,200 or even more uh, retail stores of all their private financial and operating information. You wouldn't want any of your private data if you were a company in the hands of a criminal or your competitors. This is what happened. And again, I think we should underscore here that uh, we believe, or so far what we know is no customer data was at risk here that it was taken? Correct. And what we also understand is that this was not a failure of the OCS IT systems, but this is what's called a misappropriation and a distribution. So likely what that means to me, I'm not a lawyer and I'm I'm not a police officer, is that in some way the data was distributed outside the organization by an individual or individuals. 
All right, so we do not think that this is some sort of, or we haven't been led to believe anyways from what authorities are telling us, that this is some sort of outside cyber attack, uh, ransomware, that sort of thing that we've seen in the news and talked about uh, quite a bit over the last year or so. You know, a criminal investigation is being launched, so everyone is tight-lipped and no one is speculating, and I certainly wouldn't speculate either. Uh, who knows what it could be? Um, these kinds of things are quite common, both in cannabis, uh, in the cannabis sector, as you know, I'm talking about in terms of attacks and so on, as well as other industries in the broader economy. So it's no surprise that it's happened. What's interesting is how it happened, I think, and what kind of information was leaked. All right. And when we, uh, you know, maybe eventually find out what kind of information was uh, leaked, uh, why is this uh, considered sensitive? Why is this uh, of importance uh, here, do we think, uh, Mitchell? Okay. So yesterday we had a terrific conversation on cannabis retail store clustering. Right. And how many of them tend to cluster in certain areas of Toronto because that's where allowed, they're allowed to be. If you have a store, um, and across the street, another store is there, and someone was able to find out the information on your store, they can undercut you in price, as one example. Or they can offer a different selection of products because they know what your sales are, but you may not have the same information on their, on their, their sales. So in effect, whoever gets a hold of this data could have unfair competition relative to its competitors on the same block. But also there's private information on private companies, which are really nobody's business. These were not, to a certain extent, public companies. So, you know, each of these entrepreneurs and operators are entitled to the fullest uh, amount of privacy available. All right, so this could give uh, certain stores or uh, pod shops an unfair competitive advantage and uh, also that this uh, could obviously be, you know, somewhat embarrassing, particularly for stores that are maybe uh, not high performing, not performing uh, up to uh, what is uh, expectations right now. And do uh, any of these stores, do they have any sort of a recourse uh, when it comes to this data breach, do we know? Yeah, so it's extremely embarrassing, uh, um, and for many, they will be. It will be more about the embarrassment than it will be about their actual data being leaked out. Um, is there any recourse? I don't know. I haven't read every uh, OCS retailer agreement with all these different retailers. I'm sure there are conditions and provisions that address this kind of thing. The reality is, is I guess, is until you know the damages, until you know what happened it would be hard for any retailer to, to um, get any sort of compensation or any explanation before the OPP finishes its investigation. But unfortunately, the data is out there. Some people have reviewed it. I can tell you I haven't seen it, nor has anybody offered it to me, but more than likely it's circulating around. All right, just finally, Mitchell, I know the uh, OCS, they have confirmed the breach, but uh, have they said anything else in regards to it, or are they uh, letting the investigation unfold? They're letting the investigation unfold, and, and to, a, to a certain extent, they're, I'm sure, doing their own analysis of how this happened. What are the protocols and practices that would enable something like this to happen? Now, we're always dealing with human beings, and human beings can always do you know, certain things if they really want to. We've seen that in a whole host of other organizations, including the government. But I'm sure they're conducting their, in, their own investigation to make sure this does not happen again. The OCS, in my humble opinion, is not, I repeat, a not an irresponsible organization when it comes to data. Maybe in this case, it was just bad luck.
All right. Mitchell, really appreciate the time and the update on this. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. You too. Cannabis expert Mitchell Osak, CEO of Quanta Consulting. On, yes, this uh, pot shop sales data that has been misappropriated in an OPP a police investigation. They are investigating what they're calling a criminal data breach of sensitive data and information when it comes to Ontario pot shops. We'll take a break and we're back. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.